Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, this is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary Roughness. roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown Raiders. Would you believe it? This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. Here we are kicking off hour number three of the show. We've been going fast and furious. We've already heard from Howard Bryant, howardbryantbooks.com. He was talking all things Ricky Henderson, John McClain, formerly of the Houston Chronicle, joined us to talk all things NFL. And then Raider Nation, we've been hearing from you as well at 702-365-9200. Sam and Ash text line is 69187, keyword R&R. Matter of fact, mailman Raider, Raider hit us up and said, Hey Q, we got any news on who's taking over for Brent? We've had a Papa with the touchdown Raiders. Musburger with the jackpot, baby. You want the job, Q? What would your touchdown call be? No, I do not want the job. <laughs> I do not want the job. That is a job. Talking about the play-by-play call from uh, for, for the Raiders, that is going to go to someone who is exceptional, who is next level, who that is their craft, not someone who's got 25 jobs like me that thinks, I can squeeze one more job in. There's enough time in the day to get one more job in. At some point, I'm going to learn to just say no. You know what they said about drugs back in the day, just say no? I need to say that when it comes to jobs. At some point, someone's going to be like, Q, you want to do this? I'm going to say, nah, nah, I don't want to do it. I don't know what it is, but I decide that I think I could take on 25 jobs at one time and, well, you know, it is what it is. But that is not a job that is a side gig. That is a job that is all the time locked in tons of studying tons of uh you know getting getting little nuggets and getting little fun facts and i mean the the ones that are great man they really put their all into it so um no i mean it's cool that my name is even like associated with the the silver and black like that but it's not even considered with the silver and black like that you know what i mean like there ain't nobody at the intermountain healthcare performance center that's thinking <laughs> q would be a good idea for that job but so, no. answer the last part of the question, though. If you could come up with a call, what would it be? What would be your touchdown? Oh, uh, I don't know. I have no idea. It's, it's not something I've ever thought of. I mean, honestly, it hasn't. Even when I was doing sideline reporting, it's not something I would do from the sideline. So I, I've never thought of that. You know what sideline reporters think of? What am I going to ask coach at halftime? What am I going to ask this coach? Or what is the key that I'm going to point out when this guy goes to me? My favorite part of sideline reporting is literally walking up and down the sideline following the ball. Wherever the ball goes and me getting to follow it and then stopping behind the bench and listening to what the coaches are telling the players, especially after a big drive, either bad or good. You know, I I like to hear that kind of stuff. That's what intrigues me. So that's what I'm locked in on. And, hey, when this guy comes to me and says, Q, what do you got down the sideline? Like, what's the nugget that's going to be important that I'm about to bring to the broadcast? I never think about a touchdown call because, well – I never do the touchdown calls, so uh, maybe I'll think about it tonight, and I'll bring it to the show tomorrow. Maybe we'll start the show off with that. I will. I'll think about it tonight. I'll be up for a few hours. 
we all know I'll be Those up Those 25 while. jobs. Yeah, exactly. The 25 jobs, man. Something's got to happen. So uh, I'll be up. I'll think about it, and I'll bring it to the table tomorrow. But, no, I don't. I definitely don't have a, a touchdown call off the top of my head. Uh, I also threw out the question as uh, we had the call from Raider Rock to close out hour number two of the show, uh, talking about Max Crosby, and uh, he thinks that you're going to see a big-time year from Max Crosby. I think he's going to continue to get better. But – what are your expectations, realistic expectations? Max Crosby, he said before, he's talked about, I want to be a Hall of Famer. You don't hear guys talk about that too often, that they want to be a Hall of Famer, but he said that. He wants to be one of the greats. You know, he's got the work ethic to be one of the greats. He has 25 career sacks so far through three seasons, 10 sacks his rookie year, seven his second year, and last year he had eight. We know that him and Yannick Ngakwe just about led the league in pressures. What are the expectations? What do you think he'll get for sacks? Not pressures, not, you know, Anything else, just sacks. What do you think he'll do? What kind of numbers do you think he'll put up as far as sacks goes? You can hit us up at any time throughout the course of the show. Again, we're guest-free till we get off at 440 today as we're going to make way for Aviator Baseball. They'll take over, so we'll, we'll sign off about 20 minutes early of the show. So we're, we're guest-free the rest of the way. So we'd love to hear from you at 702-365-9200 and also the Salmon Ash text line at 69187, keyword R&R. Now, wanted to get to Good Morning Football on NFL Network, and I enjoy that show. I don't always get to lock in and watch it. I usually, every single morning, I'll turn on ESPN when I'm working at the house before I leave to go to the radio station, but usually it's such a short period of time that I just put it on ESPN, watch some Sports Center, watch a little bit of Get Up. When it goes the first take, I turn it off. It's just, it's just what it is. It's not my bag. But when I do work from home, I, I stay home and I'll watch N- NFL Network and I'll watch uh, Good Morning Football just because it's all football related. But for me, I enjoy it more when it's closer to the season because I feel like they play like a lot of games right now and they do. And it's just, it's, it's, it is what it is. I mean, it's what they're doing. They got to fill their time and, and that's great. But I was not tuned in this morning. I tell you that story to tell you I was not tuned in this morning, but others were. And it's so funny, I had no idea that the Zoom call that I was on with Derek Carr and Mike Vrabel and John Smoltz yesterday that we brought you the audio to the show, I didn't have any idea that Derek Carr talking and responding to my question that I asked him was going to be featured on Good Morning Football this morning. But it was. And so they took his response and they basically turned it into a really good segment, a 10- to 12-minute segment on Good Morning Football, and it was actually tweeted at me saying, hey, Q, you made Good Morning Football. And I was like, wait, what? Actually, my man Smitty said, your boy Q made it to Good Morning Football. Got to show the waves next time, LOL, hashtag Raider Nation. And, yeah, I had the the wave cap on while I was uh, doing the interview. But they started talking about it, and it was multiple guys. There was four four of them that were talking about the Raiders, and they were talking about the uh, the AFC West. So you had Peter Schrager, you had Jason McCourty, Kyle Brandt, and then Jamie Erdahl. Is, I, I'm not sure if that's how you say her last name. She took over for Kay Adams. Kay Adams is uh, no longer on NFL Network. But those four sat at a roundtable talking about the Raiders, talking about the chip on the shoulder and the fact that Derek Carr had said, well, nobody's really talking about us. So off top, let's hear from Peter, Peter Schrager what he had to say about nobody talking about the silver and black so i have a problem with the comment i think it's a straw man comment and what do i mean by a straw man comment i think we talk a lot about the raiders and i think when they got Devonte adams and chandler jones we did two weeks of like the raiders are back the raiders are back the raiders are back if anything we got to pull back the reins on the raider talk and by doing this by saying we're being overlooked and people aren't talking about us and 
it almost makes him this like nobody believes in us thing, which is almost mind games that I appreciate <laughs> from Derek Carr. Like, in no good faith can he walk in and look in the mirror and really believe we're not talking about the Raiders. Uh, all we talk about is the Raiders. A lot of we talk Raiders. about Derek Carr and how he got his new contract. We talk about the Raiders. We talk about Hunter Renfro. He's so overlooked. Well, he's not overlooked. We talk about him every single day. And then Chandler Jones. And then, to your point, all your Patriots buddies. It's not only just McDaniels and Ziegler. It's Mick Lombardi comes over there from New England. And then you add in all the players. Brandon Bolden, Jacob Johnson, Deron Harmon. It's a who's who of like leaders from the Patriots. If anything, I think uh, I'd like to see them get beyond the wild card round, and that's what I want to see. And uh, we talk a lot of Derek Carr. His brothers on the darn network. Uh, he talks a lot about his. Brother. I like Darren Carr too. I like Darren Carr, the oldest brother. That's my guy. Um, but all this stuff doesn't matter in May, June, July. What's going to matter, and not even for them in December. It's going to matter in January because when it mattered most, the Raiders had the ball down in Cincinnati and they couldn't get the job done. They are better on paper. I think they've got a better coaching staff and they've their quarterback just got paid. And if you don't think that Devontae Adams out there makes a makes a bullseye on your team, you're crazy. We talk a lot of Raiders. Now you've got to go take mm-hmm. care of business and you got to make sure we're talking about you in January. Mm, Peter, okay. Wow. There's Peter Schrager from NFL Networks. Good morning football talking about the Raiders. Yeah. We talk about it. This is what he's saying. We talk about the Raiders. We talk about the Raiders. But the Raiders got to go and get it done. So everyone's talking about the silver and black in January, meaning in the playoffs. Again, we talk about it all the time. September and October is not – it doesn't really matter what you do in September October. Of course, you want to win games. But you want to be dominant in November and December and obviously the first week of January as well. Now there's 17 games. So uh, he, puts, he, he puts up a good argument about them talking about him. But, again, to Derek Carr's credit, what he was talking about is – Everyone says, oh, they got the fourth best quarterback. Oh, they're the fourth best team. Oh, they're only going to win eight and a half games. Isn't that what what, uh, our our friends here in Vegas have them at, eight and a half wins this year? Isn't that what the projection is? Yes, it is. And also, I think Derek Carr, he also mentioned it. And when you asked him the question is, they're almost like an afterthought when people talk about the Raiders. Right. As you just have to put them in as an aside because they're also in the division. Right, and I, you know, the other thing about it is, and and I like Peter Schrager, I like Kyle Brand, I like the show, Good Morning Football, I say it all the time. But I, I think that, it's almost a cop-out because what they're talking about, the Raiders, they're not talking about them, as you mentioned. They're not talking about them as a good team. They're like, oh, they got Devontae Adams. Oh, Derek Carr just got paid. Oh, Hunter Renfro just got paid. Oh, I'm sure their tight end, Darren Waller, is going to get paid. Yeah, they're talking about the Raiders, but are they really talking about the Raiders, right? There's different levels to the game. So I think that where Peter had a strong argument, Derek Carr's argument is still even more valid. Because, yeah, you might be mentioning their name, but you're not talking as, hey, this is a team you better watch out for. Rich Eisen, he's been talking about the Raiders. That's talk about the Raiders. He said he believes in the team. He will be on the show, by the way, in the next week or so. He'll be on the show to talk about the silver and black. Now, he's talking about them. You know, we've had other guys. Adam Rank from NFL Network, he's talked about the Raiders. He gave them a 12-5 record. He put his name on a 12-5 record for the silver and black. In 2022, that's talking about him. You know who else was talking about the silver and black? How about Jason McCourty? He was on the round table this morning. He's talking about the Raiders. Uh, I do think they are being over. They're not being talked about enough. Like right. you just said, this is a 10-win team. They went to the playoffs last year. They had a coaching snafu. They had adversity that they had to work through. And we're here crowning the Denver Broncos because mm-hmm. they added Russell Wilson. 
All we're talking about is Tyreek Hill leaving Kansas City, but we keep saying it uh, doesn't matter. They're still mm-hmm. going to be on top. And then there's the Chargers. Mm-hmm. All we keep talking about is how good they are now because obviously Herbert's return. They signed J.C. Jackson. They got Khalil Mack. We focus all around the division, and it's just like, hey, the Broncos finished last last year, and they got a new coach, and they got a brand-new quarterback. They have chemistry that they have to work through. Yes, the Raiders have a new coach and a new GM, Josh McDaniel coming in, bringing a Patriot way. I talked to my guy, Deron Harmon, who signed there this yeah. offseason, and he's fired up about it. He said the one thing that they're building now is continuity. This is the important part, he said, during the offseason, is they've been building that chemistry. Guys are getting together, doing things outside the building, getting to know each other, and that's the focus. And those are the intangibles that you're going to need to have a good season for them to really be able to push to be at the top of that division. So that's one of the McCourty twins right there. Jason McCourty, of course, his twin brother, Devin. Uh, but Jason was on uh, Good Morning Football this morning. He was at the roundtable with Peter Schrager and Kyle Brand and Jamie Erdahl. I think that's how you say her name. And at some point, I'll learn how to say her last name so I don't keep saying I think. But that's talking about the Raiders, right? A 10-win team. We talk about the Raiders here. A 10-win team. A team that made the playoffs. A team that only got better, in our opinion, in the offseason. That's what we're talking about. A team that we believe has an opportunity to compete for the division. That's what we're talking about when it comes to talking about the Raiders. It's one thing to mention their name, mention their quarterback, mention their head coach. They, they, they get a lot of conversation about, well, Josh McDaniels is there now. But you know what else follows that? You know, he flopped in Denver. Well, he didn't go to Indianapolis. Well, I mean, he's been under Bill Belichick. That, that's a lot of the conversation as well. You know, we've had guys from Pro Football Focus and others on the show that said he's not even a top five offensive play caller. You know, I mean, so there's, yeah, there's, there's talk and then there's talk. Jason McCourty, he talked. Now, we'll see. Kyle Brandt, we still have more of that on the way, but we do want to hear from you at 702-365-9200. Joe in Houston, you're up. What's on your mind? Welcome to the show. What's going on, Joe? How you doing, bro? Chilling, man, chilling. Hey, hey, I watched that this morning, man. And Peter Schrager, that, that, see, this thing drives me crazy. Peter Schrager, ever since, if, if you watch Good, Mor- uh, Good Morning Football, Ever since Russell Wilson got traded to Denver, that's all he's been screaming about. Every little thing, just the running backs and the wide receivers they had and how good their defense was and all this nonsense. If you ask him who's the, the team to beat in the AFC, he said, look, you can't, you can't sidestrike the AFC West and my team is, is Russell Wilson and the uh, Denver Broncos. So when he said his little soliloquies, like he went all into his little tangent and, and, and whatever, how he talks about the Raiders. Uh, it, he, yeah, he mentions them. He, he, he gives he gives mention to him, but it's no it's no it's no support behind the statements that he makes. It's all it's all it's this. You had the ball at this, that, and the third uh, against the uh, uh, Cincinnati Bengals, and, and you didn't get it done. We weren't even supposed to be there. If right. you look at the fact that if you look at the fact the way our team, uh, uh, all the nonsense our team had to deal with last year. There, then you talk about Herbert and the Chargers. Let's take the Chargers and Herbert right quick. The first game, let's go back to last year when we lost or when we lost to them in San Diego. We you know, excuse me, lost in, uh, in Vegas. Only reason we lost to them in Vegas last year is because Derek got hurt. He pulled a hamstring. We always dominate the Chargers. When we went to the Chargers this year, this past year, they beat us for the first three quarters, the first two and a half quarters. It was a one-team play that got them that, that, got them that win. It was that fourth and, fourth and long that they threw the cook that was right off the outreach hands of uh, – uh, 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 our middle linebacker from, from Miami, uh, number 52. It was right over his fingertips because we had come back in the second half. First of all, I don't know how you have a, a lightning lightning delay in a, in a dome stadium, but that's okay. <laughs> right. That's here or there. But anyway, 
They came out firing. They got up real quick. And then all of a sudden, they coach did what they always do. He does some stupid crap with fourth down and this, that, and the third. We stopped them. And then we came back two quick touchdowns. And then on the defense, when they went forward, fourth down again, that play I was talking about, that key play where it was right off the outreach hands of uh, um, I'm in a line, I can't call his name, God dog. Anyway, they caught that fourth down and they kept the momentum. Other than that, we came back and scored again on their behind. When we last game of the season, we showed uh, the Chargers what the Chargers are. Chargers always had big names, always had better rosters, always had depth, and they're going to fold. It's no different. Now, this whole AFC West right now is, 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 is up, up and on. We don't know Denver's defense with Vic Avangio uh, last year was third rank. We, we beat them twice. Now they got a new defensive coordinator with new defensive st- uh, players. Now what's your excuse going to be when we go beat them again? See, so Peter Schrager, the only person that's really, really talking us up is my man from NFL Network who has his own show. Uh, you called his name earlier. Who, oh, Adam who said at, Exactly. Who said that we're going to go 12-5. Who said that Derek Carr is in, in the MVP race. Has said all this nonsense. I mean, said all this stuff out there, and all these other people with the nonsense coming out their mouth. Not at all. One last thing I want to touch on, Q, and I'm gonna leave it here. Everybody on this Josh, the blog you read and everything, they're on this Josh Jacobs kick about he gonna run for the money. This man comes from a winning organization, a winning uh, 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 team in Alabama. He was a quote unquote part of a, a running back group in Alabama. He understands that being a part of a running back group in the NFL going to keep him prolonged, and he'll be able to win championships in Las Vegas the way Josh, uh, Josh McDaniels has come in and changed everything around. You think he's really going to leave because of the money and everybody else is taking these uh, team-friendly deals? Get out of here, man. I don't believe that. Don't believe, don't, I don't believe the hype. I don't think Josh is going anywhere. He's going to come in and make his money, earn his money the proper way, and I guarantee you're going to get a solid contract to go along with with all the other backs in it. He's going to be the lead back amongst the backs that we have. All right. Hey, Joe, great call. Joe in Houston right there, very passionate call. I can appreciate that. And, yeah, man, I'm excited to see what Josh Jacobs could do this year. Uh, I'd love to see him healthy for 17 games, right? If you can see him healthy for 17 games, can you imagine what kind of numbers he could put up? But, uh, again, we know that Josh McDaniels, we, he runs things uh, back by committee. Uh, we can do a breakdown of the running back room. Uh, I do think that there will be a couple running backs that won't be in that room when it's all said and done. I think that Kenyon Drake has a good opportunity to get traded. Uh, you know, maybe the Saints, maybe some other team, if, if they find a way but Brandon Bolden I believe he's going to be there he's got a two-year deal of course Samir White just uh, drafted in the fourth round uh, there's multiple options that they have so we'll see what happens but I'm excited about what Josh Jacobs could bring to the table and great call my man great passion I, I really do appreciate that coming up next we haven't we haven't finished yet we haven't got wrapped up what does Kyle Brandt think what does Jamie Erdahl think you'll hear both of them next here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here's your boy Q. We talked earlier in the show to John McClain, formerly of the Houston Chronicle, and I asked him about the Astros going up against the Yankees. Currently, the Astros are beating the Yankees 4-0 in the first inning. You know what that means? That means that the Yankees are going to come back and win the game because that's what they do. Uh, maybe not against the Astros because the Astros are a really good team, but they've came back 23 times this season to win games. That leads the league. So shout out to the New York Yankees. They're fun to watch. But right now the Astros are topping them 
Wanted to get into some more sound from Good Morning Football. We heard from Peter Schrager. We heard from Jason McCourty what they had to say. And, DeMond, I don't know, and I hate to put you on the spot like this, if you have the sound from Derek Carr when he responded to my question yesterday about him playing golf with Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro and how they're making each other better and what goes on from there and then what they're working on. And this is really what Derek Carr had to say, and this is why uh, the NFL Network actually picked it up and started talking about it on Good Morning Football. So this was Derek Carr responding to my question about Hunter, Devontae Adams, and what they're working on leading up to training camp. Yeah, yeah, appreciate you, Q. Um, good to see you. Um, you know, I think, uh, like I said, you know, me and Tay spend a lot of time together. Hunter and I play a lot of golf. Um, it's really cool to hear you know, John Smalls talk about how the guys, that was our outlet, that was things that we did together as, you know, team unity, bonding, you know. So when the other guy's pitching, I mean, you're, you got his back no matter what, you know, that kind of stuff. And for us, it's like, you know, Hunter, myself, Devontae, all of us, we play golf, Foster, we are, we're out there and we're playing and, you know, so when it, you build this chemistry, so when, you know, Tay goes off for 100 or Hunter goes off for 100, like they're the first one celebrating. You ever watch our games, Hunter scores, Darren Waller is the first one with his arms in the air. You create this unity, you create this bond. And it's something that golf has done for us, you know, and, you know, I'm literally, we threw this morning, we're working out together and then we're going to go play golf right after this. He's, he's literally texting me as we're sitting here, you know, and uh, it, it's been really cool to have a game that we both love. And, uh, you know, he pushes me, uh, I push him to be better. And uh, he says, it's good to, it's, he said, it's good to play golf with me because he doesn't say as many certain words as he, as he usually does. Uh, and so it, it's, it's been good, uh, but we enjoy ourselves, man. We have, we have such a fun time. Like, if anything, like, obviously, we're all competitive at this level. You got to be competitive to make it. And we all want to beat each other. But I think the coolest part for me is watching our team come together through through just a different game, just through a different discipline, you know, and, and things like that, creating chemistry and bonds. And so uh, that's been fun. And we are working on some stuff. But uh, one thing I've learned uh, with this staff is where we uh, we don't we're not saying much, and so uh, you know we are we are we are working on some stuff. And you know me, Q, I, I try and share as much as I can to help you guys out and uh, and all that kind of stuff. But uh, we're working on some things, but we got a lot of work to do to be able to compete in our division. You know, I'm, you get frustrated when you see you know other people's names on things and this and that, and you're like, well, we're here too. You know, uh, we we feel like we got better too, and I thought I thought we made the playoffs, and so hopefully doesn't guarantee anything this year, but it does guarantee that we have some good guys. And so, uh, you know, we got a chip on our shoulder, like always. And as Raiders, I think that's how we should have it. And, uh, you know, we're excited to compete against against the best. My buddy Khalil joined the Chargers, you know, then, uh, you know, the, the Broncos got better. The Chiefs got better. And you're looking around, you're like, man, it's going to be a lot of fun playing these teams and against the best, some of the best quarterbacks in the game. And it's uh, what you look forward to. It's what you want to sign up for. So that was Derek Carr, very lengthy answer right there, and really it was the, the second half of that answer where he's talking about, I thought we got better, thought we were a playoff team. You know, you see everyone else uh, being talked about, and, you know, they're hearing it, and, and they admit it. Hey, we're hearing it. We're seeing it. We, we read all of it. We know it's, it's going on. And so uh, Good Morning Football, NFL Network, they all turned it into a segment today on the show, you know, and I didn't have any idea about it, but it was tweeted at me, and so that's how uh, I, I caught whiff of it. And so then, of course, went and, uh, and found it and, and got the audio from it. And earlier in the show we heard from Peter Schrager and Jason McCourty, and now Kyle Brandt, he had his opportunity to respond to what Derek Carr had to say and if he felt that the Raiders were being talked about enough. 
<laughs> I think one of the most obnoxious things that people do in, in our industry is that year after year, no matter what happens, they just hate this team or hate this player, and it's a shtick, and it gets them swimming pools, and good for them, and they do it. Uh, <laughs> like, great, if, if that's how you want to have your career, enjoy a swimming pool. Uh, for years, I've not been a fan of the Raiders or Derek Carr, just objectively. I just don't think the results have been there. I, that's all changed. I, 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 I really like the Raiders this year. And the biggest reason why is so unbelievably impressed with what they accomplished last year. I just, just understand Derek Carr's right. They were in the playoffs, and they were one throw away from beating the Sweetheart Bengals. What he didn't mention is they're in the playoffs with an interim special teams head coach in a season in which their other head coach went through hell and was let go, in which Henry Ruggs, like, all sorts of crazy things that would have torn other teams apart, and this, this season would have just died on a vine. It inspired them. Mm-hmm. They won. They got into the playoffs over the Justin Herbert Chargers. They were there, ready to win that play. I, I can't tell you how impressed I am with the Raiders last year and how much it changed how I feel about Derek Carr, who I've always thought was a pretty good quarterback, and I thought he was an amazing leader. Yeah. I love what they have. Uh, I have really robust feelings about how they're going to finish in the division, which we'll get to shortly. But um, if people are saying that the Raiders aren't this or aren't that, it's not me. Like, listen... I think they're coming for the Chiefs. Like, I think they're that good. I love them this year. And I love the McDaniels factor, which seems to be this big enigma in it where, oh, my God, not only are they having a new coach there, I mean, kind of like a, a loaded topic yep. of a head coach that we're not sure but we're excited about. I love them this year, and I think they earned it last year. That's the kind of talk that Derek Carr is talking about. Enough people aren't talking about us. That's the kind of talk he's talking about. Jason McCourty did it as well, talked about the Raiders and talked about what he liked. But Kyle Brandt went back to last year and said, look, this is everything that they went through with the interim head coach. That normally does not happen with the interim head coach. I've said it for a long time that Rich Passaccia will eat for free in Las Vegas anytime he comes. Right? I didn't think he was going to be the guy that was going to get the head coaching job this year. I just didn't. I thought Mark Davis was going to go big. He did. He went and got Josh McDaniels, but that does not discredit anything that Rich Passaccia was able to do with that band of brothers that was in the locker room last year. They all came together, like Kyle said, and were inspired instead of deciding, okay, well, we're just going to you know, tuck our tail in between our legs and take our ball and go home and worry about next year. They decided they didn't want to do that. They had guys, leaders like K.J. Wright, you know, and, and I don't want to take anything away from Derek Carr or anyone else, but guys like K.J. Wright that had the stones to come out in the middle of the season when things weren't going well, when I was on the radio saying there's no way they're going to win four games in a row, and K.J. Wright said, we're not going home the first week of, of, of January. We're not. And I remember sitting there in that media session watching him say that and think, yeah, I think you are. You know what I did? I have no problem saying that. I did. I didn't think that they could win four in a row. I thought they were cooked. They found a way to get it done. And guys like K.J. Wright, again, had the stones to come out there and say it. And then guys like Derek Carr, Max Crosby, Darren Waller, Josh Jacobs, that offensive line, Rich Basaccia, Daniel Carlson, Denzel Perryman, those defenders, you know, uh, Casey Hayward, all them cats, they went out there and, and executed and did what they had to do to make it happen. Yeah, and one of the things I like that Kyle mentioned, first off, out of the gate, some of, the, some of his coworkers on his network are those people he's talking about. Yeah. If you want to get your yacht – but what Derek Carr and You know who he's really proved- talking about, though, right? <laughs> you know when he says, when he's talking about guys that are, you know, saying whatever they're saying and hating on certain guys and, they're, and they basically uh, they just want a swimming pool? He's really talking about the, the Skip Baylesses and the Stephen A. Smiths and the Shannon Sharps. Those, those are really who he's talking about, the, the Mad Dog Russos that apparently get paid $10,000 an episode on Wednesdays when he shows up, which is incredible money. But anyway, <laughs> ca- carry on. Well, those guys. Right. That – it's always once the player proves it, like Derek Carr did last season, 
Then, oh, it's proven on a bigger stage. Now win a Super Bowl. I like that he's admitting, I've seen enough. Yeah. Now I, Derek Carr has won me over. From what he had to do that past season, it's not just, uh, well, now win one game in the playoffs. He's already proven that he can get this team to the playoffs, and this team is better. So I like that someone can be big enough to admit on national TV, hey, he's won me over. He's proven it, at least to himself, at least to the expert there that's watching and telling us. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. I mean, again, he he said he wasn't a big fan of Derek Carr. He thought he was a, a, a good quarterback, didn't think he was great, but what he went through a year ago – uh, really earned his respect, so I, I can appreciate that. And uh, that was that was that was Kyle Brandt right there speaking from Good Morning Football. Let's go in here from Jamie Erdahl. She was the last one to speak. It was Peter Schrager, Jason McCourty, Kyle Brandt, and then Jamie Erdahl. They all had to speak on what what uh, you heard from Derek Carr. Here's what she had to say: One team wins it all, right? And that's the team that's hoisting Lombardi at the end of the year. You talk about they get past the Chargers. I'll go one back before. They go to Indianapolis. That was a team that was, like, on the brink. Sure. Great, uh, great call. Could, could punch it, stick it in. They, on paper, probably shouldn't have won that game. The Colts have everybody firing. They're at home. The Raiders come to their place mm-hmm. with all the adversity you talked about and pull out a win there in Indianapolis before then they go and beat the Chargers. I mean, they had a tough yeah. road to get back into the playoffs, mm-hmm. and they hit every like check mark that they needed to hit to get in there. So you want to talk about teams finishing strong, not the team that won it, not the team that advanced the Super Bowl, but they did things at the end of the season that were impressive given what they were going – or impressive period. Let me just stop there. Impressive period. They won in situations that were incredibly hard to win. And so I'm with, I think, everyone on this desk and the fact that I don't think they're overlooked. Mm. And then the bigger question is probably, okay, so if they're not overlooked, then let's look at the division. Okay. Yeah. Who's going to finish last in the division? <laughs> so there's Jamie Erdahl. She didn't really go out on a limb and, and pick anybody, but she you know, pointed out some things that the Raiders were able to do really well in 2021. So we'd like to hear from you, 702-365-9200. Sam and Ash, text line 69187. Want to get your thoughts on what you heard. And, uh, again, I like to bring these kind of things to the table because a lot of times we'll hear on this very show that, hey, Q, nobody's talking about us. Or, hey, Q, nobody national is giving the Raiders any respect. No, they're out there. You just got to find them, right? It's not as easy as hearing about the Patriots or the Buccaneers or about the Chiefs or the Bills or the Chargers. I mean, those are they're, those are like frequent flyer miles, right? Everyone's got them. But uh, when, when people are talking about the Raiders, I like to bring it to the table. I like to let you hear it so you know that there are folks out there that are speaking on them. Speaking of people that are talking about the Raiders, how about our guy Raider Dave in Denver? Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Thank you. You know, I try to read between the lines of what uh, Carr is saying all the time, like a lot of us do. Yeah. And what I hear is Foster Moreau, Renfro, him, Waller, and then there's Josh, the McDaniels, the coach. Guess who's trying to fit in? It's McDaniels with the OTAs going out and golfing that's trying to fit into this nucleus of people. There's no way Waller's going. Maybe Drake goes. But that's only if they end up finding another uh, fix or another keyhole for a need, like a linebacker or a right tackle. I mean, I kind of wonder when it comes around to Belichick time and they're practicing, they get a little bit more of an eye on some of the players, and maybe there would be a swap at that point of the year. I just don't know. But when you look at and listen to what Carr is saying, uh, I think it's Josh McDaniels is the one that's actually making the moves to fit into this nucleus of players that – really banded together, like you say, last year. So that's, that's where I am on that. I, I think that it's, uh, it's a little bit reverse of what, what a lot of people think. And I think if, if anybody wants to know how many people are talking to the Raiders, you just need to steal David Carr's Christmas list. 
<laughs> right? No doubt. Hey, Raider Dave and Denver, thank you for the call. And, you know, I'll, I'll say this, and Josh McDaniels has said it multiple times, that he's not trying to be the Patriots. Uh, they're trying to be the Las Vegas Raiders. He's not trying to do everything New England-like. He's not just trying to pick up the organization and bring it here. He's doing his own thing, trying to put his own thumbprint on this team. So if him fitting in, as you mentioned, going out there and playing golf with Derek Carr is part of that, then maybe it is. You know, Again, I'm not obviously in the building. I'm not there with them when they're out there golfing. But uh, I think it does say a lot when you know that the head coach of the team is out there golfing with the quarterback. And I think it's a big deal that they're working and building that relationship, something that a lot of people talked about even before. Derek Carr got that contract extension when you heard Dave Ziegler, the GM, and you heard Josh McDaniel say, hey, we're trying to get to know Derek Carr. And everyone's like, oh, he's not going to get an extension. They're trying to get to know him. What does that even mean? Well, now they're out golfing together. So what does it mean? It means that they were trying to get to know each other. Sometimes when people tell you something, they actually mean what they say. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't always have to be, well, he said this, but what does he actually mean by that? And I'm not talking to Raider Dave. I'm talking to, you know, just some folks that, that when, when uh, McDaniels and Ziegler were saying that they were trying to get to know Derek Carr and try to get familiar with him, that maybe they actually were just trying to get to know him and get familiar with him. Maybe that was the case. I mean, you know. Maybe, but sometimes, you know. <laughs> Right. The simple answer is, you know, that's not that's not salacious. Q. It's not the sexy answer. It's yeah. not the sexy answer. I understand. I, we need I, content. I, no doubt. Who I got wants to get rid of them. <laughs> I got some content for you on the Salmon Ash text line six nine one eight seven keyword R and R. This is from Raider Al in Georgia. Q. Tell Demond he's taking an L the third game of the season. Boom. Raider Al in Georgia firing up on Demond already on June twenty eighth. Catching the case right there, Demond. How you, well, I, I would say how are you feeling about that week three game, but it's, I mean, training camp hasn't even opened up, so I'm sure you're not really got any kind of feelings about it yet. Yeah, it depends on how the Raiders are going to be looking after those first two games because if they start off hot 2-0, and you know, and I'm already a little afraid of Chandler Jones. I mean, Taylor Lewan, <laughs> he should be having nightmares about him thinking that he's got to see him again. That's a good point. That is a good point. Got a text from Vegas Pete. Q, no running back stays healthy all year. Just ask Cowboy Cotton about Henry, who's the biggest and the strongest. And, well, I agree with that. <laughs> hey, man, you wore the Cowboy hat, not me. You wore the Cowboy clothes, not me. But I understand exactly what you're saying. But, again, as I mentioned, Josh McDaniels runs a running back by committee. You know, he has a group of running backs, and that's exactly why, because nobody stays healthy. But my point was if Jacobs was available throughout the whole season, he could have a hell of a season. I'm not saying he's going to get 20 to 25 carries every game, but if he could be healthy all season long, I think he would tell you that that's what he's trying to do. He, he wants to be, especially this year, going into a contract year. No, you're right. Guys get banged up all the time. But Derrick Henry is the workhorse in in uh in Tennessee. Yeah, he's big and, and, and strong, but he is the literal workhorse. I mean, he is the engine that makes that team go. It ain't Ryan Tannehill. It's Derrick Henry. So, yeah, if they can run a Josh Jacobs, Zamir White, Brandon Bolden type situation, you know, three three-headed monster as far as the running backs go, that gives Jacobs an opportunity to stay healthy all 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 season long. You know, it is possible to go the whole year without ending up missing a game. It's possible. I'm not saying it's likely, but it, it is. There's a, a strong possibility, especially if the rotation is is right. And I look at Brandon Bolden as a guy that's going to probably catch a bunch of passes out of the backfield. He'll probably be the new Jalen Richard type guy, you know, and, and play that role. Um, you know, if Kenyon Drake's on the team, he's on the team, then that could be the one-two punch between Jacobs and Drake with uh, you, you sprinkling Zamir White. But if Drake's not on the team, then you got Jacobs, Zamir White, 
I don't think Amir Abdullah is going to make the team. I'll just go ahead and throw that out there. I think he's a guy that's going to be in camp and be a rotational piece, but I don't really see him making the team. But then you have, you know, Britton Brown that you, you picked up in the seventh round out of UCLA. That's a rookie. He could run. I mean, you've got like seven running backs on the, on the roster right now. So you have different options. You know what I mean? There's, there's plenty of guys to pick from. Again, Amir Abdullah, Kenyon Drake, Josh Jacobs, Brandon Bolden, Amir White, Britton Brown, and Jakob Johnson, who's the fullback. So he's going to make the squad. I look at the guys I'll pick. I'll pick them right now, and then we'll uh, take a break, and we'll actually close out the show as we're going to um, – are we going to take a break right now, Damon, or are we going to close out the show, right? Yeah, it's just close out the show. That's what I mean. Okay, yeah, okay. trying to hustle up on some extra time. There's no more extra time to hustle up on. All right, all right. I got you. Amir Abdullah, Kenyon Drake, Josh Jacobs, Brandon Bolden, Zamir White, Britton Brown, and Jakob Johnson. I got Josh Jacobs, Brandon Bolden, Zamir White. Those are going to be the three guys. Kenyon Drake traded, Britton Brown on the practice squad, and Jakob Johnson, the fullback, on the squad, and Amir Abdullah, they let go. Those are the guys that I have. Now, that doesn't mean that that's what's going to happen. We'll find out when training camp opens, but that's, well, as training camp goes along, that's when we'll find that out. But the veterans don't report till the 20th, and the rookies report on the 18th. So that's going to do it for today's show. Uh, Aviator Baseball is going to be in your ear hole in a matter of minutes, so uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Make sure you wake up with the morning tailgate. Vinny Bonsignor and Clay Baker, they're going to continue to hold it down in a major way. Then JT the Brick will hold it down from noon to 2, and I'll be back here at 2 o'clock, 2 to 5 p.m. to close things out on Necessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920. Have a good night. Yeah, yeah, appreciate it, Q. Um, Good to see you.